0: This is the Colonial Department's Extra Credit, a bonus show that provides some nugget-sized tidbits of Philippine colonial history. It's based on the most recent episode, so if you haven't yet, check out Season 5, Episode 7, Climbing Banahaw in the Name of Science. Then hop on back here for some extra credit. Our last episode was all about the United States South Seas Exploring Expedition, or the XX, which visited the Philippines in 1842. I concentrated mostly on the scientific aspects, especially the climb to Mount Banahaw. I was able to hike up Banahaw before its periodic closings to the public and went on an overnight trip with my Sikolohiyang Pilipino classmates. All of us were very nervous about going through the Cave of the Husgado because local lore says that only the sinless can pass to the other side. I think all of us were able to wiggle through the narrow Osgado Tunnel without anyone getting stuck, but I'm not sure. Anyway, the memory of that climb has stuck with me all throughout the years, especially the feeling that you were entering a very sacred place. So when I was making the episode, I wanted to contrast its numinous, spiritual atmosphere with a very clinical climb done by the XX Scientists of 1842. But another interesting event that also happened during the XX visit to the Philippines was a treaty signed between the Sultan of Sulu and the commander of the expedition, Charles Wilkes. Here are three facts about the Wilkes Treaty that I had to leave on the cutting room floor. 1. The Wilkes Treaty was the first formal agreement signed between the Sultanate of Sulu and the United States. It's a short document where Sultan Jamalul Kiram I promises that he will extend protection to all American ships that would pass through his territory and allow them to trade with the Most Favored Nation status. He also pledges to help all shipwrecked American crews and to punish any of his subjects who would hurt or kill American sailors. 2. According to Wilkes, the Sultan had wanted to open his kingdom to American trade for some time. For Wilkes' part, a pact with Sulu would provide a safe shortcut for U.S. sailing ships who wanted to go to Canton. With both already open to the idea, the treaty was concluded in just under an hour inside Sultan Kiram's house. 3. The Wilkes Treaty may have been the first, but it wasn't the last important pact between the U.S. and Sulu. In the infamous 1899 Bates Treaty, Sultan Jamalul Kiram II ceded the protection, and the Americans would argue, the sovereignty of the kingdom to the Star-Spangled Banner. The American flag would thereafter fly inside the Sultanate. And now I leave you with a quote from Charles Wilkes, who describes meeting the Sultan for the first time in his memoirs. The Sultan is of middle height, spare and thin, He was dressed in a white cotton shirt, loose trousers of the same material, and slippers. He had no stockings. The bottom of his trousers was worked in scallops with blue silk, and this was the only ornament I saw about him. On his head, he wore a small colored cotton handkerchief, wound into a turban, that just covered the top of his head. His eyes were bloodshot and had an uneasy, wild look, showing that he was under the effects of opium, of which they all smoke large quantities. His teeth were as black as ebony, which, with his bright cherry-colored lips contrasted with his swarthy skin, gave him anything but a pleasant look. On the left hand of the sultan sat his two sons, while his right was occupied by his counselors. Just behind them sat the carrier of his betel nut casket. And that's it. Hope you learned something new today and check back next week for a new episode of the Colonial Department.